What will back to school look like in your district? While that question has been answered by administrators throughout the region already, in state mandated plans that were posted to district websites over the last several weeks, a lot of questions remain. The debrief is taking you behind the scenes as we talk with administrators from around the region about their reopening process, some of the things that worry them as students and faculty return, and what the first few weeks of school could look like. I'm Josh Durso for FingerLakesOne.com, and over the next two weeks, we'll feature conversations with leaders from Auburn, Marcus Whitman, Victor, Wayne, and Canandaigua, as well as Auburn. But today, we feature a conversation with Karen Hall. She's principal in the Manchester Shortsville School District, known locally as Red Jacket. And we pick up our conversation with Karen, giving us an overview of what the reopening plan is in her district. At Red Jacket Schools, which is the Manchester Shortsville Central School District. I'm the middle school principal, but I'm also the emergency response and safety coordinator. So I'll speak on behalf of the whole district um, in addition to my own building. We're reopening in a hybrid model with the option for full virtual students if parents choose that as well. And we do have a portion of our students who've chosen to be fully virtual. Students will attend in person on Monday and Tuesday or Thursday and Friday and learn from home the opposite days. That gives us Wednesdays to deep clean the building between the groups and um, offer small group opportunities and check-ins with teachers um, on a more individualized basis. And what has been the biggest challenge for you guys as you've moved through the process of trying to figure out what reopening would look like? Uh, I think the biggest challenge earlier in the summer was the timing of how information was shared from the state. Um, it made it difficult to plan because we didn't hear a lot for a long time. And then we heard a lot in a very short time, but things kept changing. And so that part of the summer was the most stressful because we had an idea of what we wanted to. We just needed to make sure it was going to fall within the guidelines. And then um, now we feel like we really have our feet under us. So that's been great. Um, this last couple of weeks have really been a, a way for us to solidify that. But the timing of how that communication came out and um, having to plan so quickly and turn on a dime was very stressful earlier in the summer. It, as we've talked to different leaders in different districts, um, they sort of talked about the different factors that went into the decision that they ultimately made. Um, speaking from from your district's perspective or even your building's perspective, what were some of the things that you were thinking about as potential pitfalls while you were going through the process of figuring out what reopening would look like? So we just really wanted to provide an equitable experience for all of our students while maintaining that safe environment. And so that takes into account how many students we can fit into a classroom safely, how our master schedule can be reorganized to have small class sizes so that we can address that, um, prioritizing for our highest needs students so they have additional in-person time where possible. And in all of that, also taking into account the cafeteria and the buses and the other places that kids congregate and how we can um, maintain that safe environment in those spaces as well. We're really small in our district, which is a huge advantage, I think. It makes us able to do things on a really individualized level. We met um, for days, the three principals, to try to align our hybrid group on by household, not just by last name or um, other ways that other schools might have done it, but really by household so that that helps with transportation and child care issues as well. So it was really an individualized process. It took a lot of time and planning, but um, ultimately I think it's what's best for our kids in our community. What were the, uh, what was the response from the community in terms of, and, and not just community, but, you know, parents, faculty, staff, like yeah. what, what was the response throughout this entire uh, process? And now that there is sort of a plan, and like you guys said, you have, you have your feet under you a bit. 
I think that, um, you know, obviously everyone's still a little fearful and that makes sense because we haven't been in this building together since March. Yesterday was the first time we had all of our staff in the building together since March. And leading up to that, to say I wasn't a little nervous about how that would go would be a lie, but ultimately it felt normal again. And I shared that with Steph last night. I was the calmest yesterday that I'd been since March because it felt like we were moving forward. We were in our space together and we had a plan to move forward. We did a ton of communicating over the summer. We had um, several, many Zoom meetings and other ways of communicating with staff and with parents and with the community. And I think um, we're still continuing to do that this week. We're sending out videos to show what school will look like so that parents and students can really get a feel for that when they're coming in next week, what those expectations are, but also just what the physical space looks like because it does look different. And so if we can alleviate some of those fears and those anxieties ahead of time, that's our goal. Um, I know some students haven't really left the house much versus other kids who've been out and about a lot. And so they're all going to come to us with different levels of readiness for being just around other people. And so we have to take those um, those things seriously and really think about how can we make them comfortable and feel safe um, and be safe, not just feel safe, but um, really looking at that social emotional piece as they're entering the building. Was there, I, I've got to ask because you mentioned something that I thought was kind of interesting. We've heard a lot about the the anxiety that, that some people, some administrators, even teachers have been feeling leading up to um, the moment of some sort of return, but then they get back and it's almost like there's a sense of normalcy in just coming back, even though circumstances yeah. are very unusual. Was that sort of the feeling yeah. as you guys got together in the building? Yeah. And it was interesting because we had faculty meetings built into the day yesterday as, long, as well as other trainings, but they were via Zoom. Everyone was in their rooms, which was weird. <laughs> Normally we'd all be physically in a space together, um, but it didn't, it didn't feel as weird as I think I thought it would. You know, I was worried that um, we would still feel like it was impersonal and it would still feel like we weren't together, but we did feel like we were together and just the energy in the building changed when everyone was in the building. And it was really um, comforting for me. And I, I've had a lot of anxiety throughout this whole process ever since March, just all the unknowns and all the changes. And I think um, yesterday was the first day I kind of turned that corner to see like, okay, this really is possible and we're on the same page and we're going to make this happen for kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, And let's talk a little bit about when kids do return. Uh, What are administrators like you watching for or concerned about when students do come back? In the middle school, I'll speak to more specifically, we're really focusing on that social emotional aspect. So we're going to have a lot of conversations at the beginning about um, getting kids back in, getting to know the space, getting to know the routines and expectations, getting them comfortable and happy in this space again. Uh, before we even get into the content, we have to, you know, we got to focus on that piece first. And so through that, I think it strengthens, 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 excuse me, our bonds as well with each other because we're all on this shared mission to make that happen for kids. So um, obviously we're gonna be looking at health things too. Um, our kids are gonna be doing screenings every morning before they come in and we'll be temperature checking them just as a fail safe when they come in the door as a backup. Um, and we have a lot of plans in place for the health side uh, and that's absolutely a major concern. But I think even more than that is just getting kids safely back in the building and comfortable in that building. And when it comes to uh, student outcomes, what are some of the concerns that you and other administrators have uh, in your district about student outcomes this year, given the uncertainty and coming off of what's probably the most unusual school year in the last, uh, you know, last almost yeah. 100, probably? 
Yeah, well, I think what I can say for Red Jacket specifically is that we have been a one-to-one Chromebook school and used Google and used a lot of technology for a very long time. We got Chromebooks in kids' hands K-12 through six years ago. So it wasn't a huge transition for us to move to online learning as I think it might have been a larger transition for some other districts. Um, That being said, obviously instruction changed and it scaled back because we were in a crisis and we had to address that crisis by providing grace for students and and for teachers. Everyone was in crisis. So um, it was a little bit different in the spring. And so our goal this fall is to provide that more structured routine. We got a lot of feedback um, from students and from parents that they wanted more direct instruction. They felt like they got a lot of work to do, but maybe not the actual teaching piece that they were used to having, that FaceTime with teachers. And so um, even in a hybrid model, we're providing streaming instruction live on the days the kids are home. So they'll still get direct instruction four days a week versus the two days they're in person and then just be working independently, which is um a huge improvement, I think, from the spring in the sense that it's a lot more routine and structured. They'll be able to follow their actual schedule and continue to get that instruction um, four days a week. And then that individualized attention on Wednesdays, which will be really great. Um, as far as outcomes go, you know, I keep saying this to the teachers who ask this question too. We're all in this together. It's a worldwide pandemic. So all kids kind of halted in the spring and all kids moved through that more slowly. And so the kids are where they're at, but I think all kids are kind of where they're at and we're going to meet them where they are. And we just have to address that as a, as a world, really. It's not a unique to Red Jacket situation or New York State situation. It's everybody. So um, I think understanding that and being able to meet them where they are and move from there is the goal. So. And my last question for you, uh, just your, just your thoughts in general. Um, remote learning, mm-hmm. do you think that has a place uh, going beyond the pandemic in a K through 12 education? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something that's going to be integrated moving forward and moving beyond this thing? I don't know. Um, honestly, I sort of hope not in the sense that school community is so important. And in, in our physical community, the Manchester Shortsville you know, area, the school is the heart of the town. So I hope that we are back to a normal routine and we are able to do things as we normally did. That being said, um, if a student's out for an extended illness or um, for a reason where they can't be in school for a period of time, I do see the possibility to continue their learning through remote learning in a more individualized basis that will be very easy to transition to and make happen. And so um, on a whole scale sense, I hope that isn't the case. <laughs> I hope we are back to normal and um, most yeah. kids are back in school in a normal way um, soon. But I do think, like I said, if there's individual reasons when a kid can't be in school, we can still provide that instruction in a really meaningful way. And so we've learned a ton through this process and we're still learning. It's going to be a steep uphill climb this fall. We're learning a lot of new tech tools, a lot of new um, ways to support kids and we're going to do it together and it'll be okay. But um, it will benefit us in the long run for those kids who need need that instruction if they can't be at school for whatever reason. 